0: You know, Karst, it covers about one-fifth of the world's land surface and also provides numerous ecosystem services, uh, such as uh, carbon sequestration, but also is very, very important for drinking water supply.
1: Hello and welcome. Welcome to the LifeWatch Eric podcast. A Window on Science. Today, in our last broadcast before the Christmas break, we visit Slovenia for details of biodiversity and ecosystem research in a very unusual place, underground karst caves in Postojna. I'd like to welcome you, our listeners, to A Window on Science. Regardless of whether you are accessing us through the LifeWatch Eric website, or on an Amazon, Apple, Google, or Spotify platform. Welcome. I'm Julian Kenny, Communication Officer, and it's my pleasure today to have in the studio three guests from the other end of the Adriatic Sea, Professor Tanya Papan, Principal Research Associate at the, I'm going to get it wrong here, aren't I, Uh, Tserasa Sazu Cast Research Institute, and the national representative of the LifeWatch Slovenia Consortium, Natasha Raubar, associate professor at the same institute, and Gregor Aljancic, head of the Tula Cave Laboratory. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to all three of you.
0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for the invitation.
1: And Natasha, if I could start with you, could you please explain? to the uninitiated, including me, what karst is and why it's important.
0: Well, karst is a special type of landscape uh, which develops in uh, soluble rocks such as limestones and dolomites, and the principal process is uh, chemical dissolution of these rocks. On the surface, there are special geomorphological features like um, conical hills, depressions, uh, and underground uh, caves and shafts develop. Um, And, you know, karst, um, it covers about one-fifth of the world's land surface uh, and also provides numerous ecosystem services uh, such as uh, carbon sequestration, but also is very, very important for um, uh, drinking water supply. Um, In terms of globally, Um, Karst aquifers, they cover between 10 to 25 percent of uh, world population needs after drinking water. But if we go look a little bit closer in Europe, there are some countries which uh, uh, they supply people with uh, water from karst aquifers um, and covering uh, percentages between 50 and up to 90 percent. Uh, But karst areas are also invaluable ecosystems. They provide unique habitats with high level of biodiversity. uh, And they are home to countless uh, unique life forms that have evolved and also adapted to the special conditions uh, in terms of hydrology, but also living in isolated caves uh, and adapted to darkness and uh, similar conditions. Uh, and, you you know, I also wanted to say that uh, CARS has special hydrological processes, and that is why it is very vulnerable uh, for contamination and so on. Uh, and these species, they, they also um, are vulnerable because of these human impacts and how these uh, human activities impact these um, species we need to, study we need to understand and that that's what we are working on
1: okay um so i mean caste is not unusual at all it's very widespread
0: yes uh, it occurs in all the continents uh, in uh, all the altitudes and latitudes uh, it's quite widespread
1: but your center is or the university is is one of a kind in the world is that right
0: uh, karst Research institute yes, it is located in postona and uh, we are uh, also consider ourselves as a cradle of karstology because here uh, in uh, in in these areas it is a classical karst classical like locus typicus of karst features occur here and also the studies uh, from this area um, are are coming from not only from geomorphological speleological. Point of view, but also uh, biospeleology has been born in this um, in this area.
1: Wow! And so, Tanya, coming across to you, where exactly do you study these karst landscapes, and um, what kind of species do you encounter? I know they're specialized.
2: Well, our research focus is in the Slovenian karst, but also many places abroad, as uh, Natasha already mentioned in the hometown of our Karst Research Institute, Postojna, there is famous Postojna-Planina cave system, which is a globally exceptional site of subterranean biodiversity with uh, 160 animal species specialized to live underground. 116. One
1: hundred and sixty. Yes.
2: And of this, we know that 47 species have been scientifically described, but more than 10 await, well, formal taxonomic descriptions. Uh, among them, the most important cave animal and the flagship of karst biodiversity is Proteus anguinus, a blind amphibian that lives only in the Dinaric uh, karst region. Actually, it was discovered in Slovenia and has um, puzzled scientists for more than 300 years. So, for Sam.
1: Sorry, Tanya, why does it puzzle scientists? It's your yes. national emblem, isn't it?
2: Yes, but Protus uh, is a special animal. is um, an amphibian, a vertebrate, and um, cannot develop to um, adult um, feature. Um, actually, he can uh, reproduce on the level of uh, larvae, so he's not really developed uh, to the adult. Uh, Stage and people thought that this is actually like uh, maybe a, a young of dragons or something like that. So uh, they couldn't recognize it as an animal, um, not as an animal that would live underground. This biodiversity can be sampled in different ways, uh, ways with using different methods. We used um, specialized uh, pitfall traps. For terrestrial fauna, uh, we also collect percolation water for searching specialized fauna that lives in um, epicars, as we would say. And we measured also other environmental parameters, including electrical conductivity, temperature, pH, CO2, oxygen, and others. So we can say that yakarstology has developed into a complex multidisciplinary science covering a wide range of earth and life sciences. And this work is mainly carried out by the researchers of the Kars Research Institute, Research Center of the Slovenian Academy of Sciences and Arts, which is also the leading partner of the LifeWatch Slovenia Consortium, as you already mentioned yeah, at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. And um, you're mentioning that, these subterranean habitats... Um, they must be very difficult to, to get into. They're inaccessible. And then to do all these measurements and the monitoring that you do, you need special equipment as well.
2: Uh, yeah, data collection in CARS is particularly time-consuming and sometimes life-threatening. Escape exploration is generally difficult, but these data are indeed extremely valuable. In order to get more data about the impact of human activities, we are monitoring and observing different characteristics of groundwater, cave climate, and biota. Um, Climatic research includes measurements of temperature, humidity, airflow velocity and direction, also the concentration of CO2 within the cave air, to identify the geometry and to help understand the processes going on um, within the caves and the relationships also between the cave and the outside atmosphere. So this is climatic research, but uh, also microbiological sampling is necessary to identify pollution events from various sources or the impact of cave uh, tourism. So all in all, the LifeWatch ERIC virtual research environment allows us to integrate these different data sources and um, LifeWatch Slovenia is helping to develop more such virtual research environments. Actually, the Proteus as a species and the 2V labs uh, are also included in the current strategic plan of LifeWatch ERIC.
1: So, okay, um, Gregor, coming to you. Can you tell us something more about these virtual laboratories you're developing at um, at LifeWatch Slovenia?
3: Uh, one of the biggest challenges, karst researchers are facing uh, when assessing and uh, trying to monitoring the uh, the conservation status of the uh, of the endangered subterranean. Ecosystems is the uh, inaccessibility of the cars underground. Uh, and uh, in uh, 60 years ago, my father uh, was looking for same answers and the solutions, uh, building a cave laboratory uh, where in s- semi-natural conditions we can then... Uh, Observe, uh, protos, uh, uh, and learn about its life, uh, uh, away from its natural habitat. But, uh, the, the tech, technology of today and, uh, is, is opening and is, uh, promising to, to bypass this inac- inaccessibility. And, uh, this is what the uh, virtual laboratories are all about uh we uh at the lifewatch slovenia are uh developing uh, two virtual laboratories one is uh, one will be uh monitoring protos uh, uh, uh using infrared uh, video cameras uh, imaging uh, sonar uh, other uh, environmental sensors to uh to follow the behavior of of the animal and uh, so we will have the for the first time opportunity to to see what proteus is doing 24 7. uh so uh and not just for a few hours as uh researchers can can meet it uh in in its uh underground uh the other virtual laboratory will be uh, a monitoring karst groundwater as uh, as the habitat of protos and when uh we we will then link both uh, both laboratories uh, together to to uh, uh be able to uh, correlate the behavior of protos on one side uh, with uh, uh, different meteorological events such as flooding uh, pollution levels uh, uh, to have a better or, or the first uh, online uh, uh, view into what's happening uh, with this uh within this uh, vulnerable uh habitats and ecosystems Uh, and uh, we we will be using uh, advanced video tracking uh, to to follow each uh, individuals on on camera Uh, also putting uh, our uh, uh, focus on the fair data machine learning and uh, etc to analyze this big uh, video data and uh, and not for the last uh, to minimize the human presence in the uh, vulnerable cave uh, cave uh, habitats. Yes, of
1: course. Yeah, no, it's complex, isn't it? Very complicated.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope we will manage to to have a little uh, look at the what's happening there.
1: Perfect. Coming back to you, Natasha and Tanya. What What is the overall, what's the value of karst habitats and how are they endangered by anthropogenic influences?
0: Yes, and especially these uh, special hydrological features, so water entering the karst system very rapidly um, and flowing through the system very, very quickly, this endangers um all living creatures in the underground and uh, in the areas related to this. Uh, and human activities there are concentrated on the so-called valleys or karst polias um, and any ca- contamination may reach these habitats relatively quickly and undiluted. Uh, so, But at the same time, uh, it enables rapid exchange of nutrients and organisms between the habitats. So it's a uh, advantages and disadvantages, uh, and all these uh, special conditions, they also occur in the areas of surface groundwater interactions.
2: Yeah, we already mentioned that karst areas are among the world's landscapes most affected by environmental pollution. Most of the pollution in karst is due to unsustainable anthropogenic activities like um, intensive agriculture and industry Unregulated urbanization and so on, uh, which are reflected in the decline of subterranean biodiversity um, and also loss of drinking water resources.
0: Yes, and here we now come to your uh, qu- first question: the um, value of the karst habitats. We also call them, yeah, we, we also call them karst groundwater-dependent ecosystem. Uh, ecosystems and they represent really an important asset worldwide uh, due to their ecological and socioeconomic values. Um, and understanding their um, the main processes that are um, occurring in these uh, ecosystems from uh, hydrological processes. So the extent and the duration, and also the frequency of groundwater flow, uh, and then the main biota and indicator communities. This all helps us, hopefully, to understand these ecosystems and to manage them, um, to manage these unique resources better, and uh, to learn more about this. Uh, it's also possible to study as a PhD of karstology at. Um, University of Nowa Gorica that Karst Research Institute cooperates with. This is the study called the Postgraduate Study of Karstology which also has the UNESCO label of uh, Chair of Karstology.
2: Yeah, I agree because changes in the quantity, intensity and variability of precipitation could have implications on water quantity and quality in many karst areas. So this transition from wet to dry and vice versa can be rapid and thus, um, let's say, karstpolis or intermittent lakes create diverse habitats for specifically adapted communities.
1: Okay. Fascinating stuff. I was just unaware of all of this. Thank you, you know, all three of you, Gregor, Natasha and Tanya. That's an incredible tour you've given us of your research. I had no idea a that cast was so widespread or that it's so ecologically vulnerable though I did know the proteus. <laughs> um we we all you know support your your um your work in trying to understand more about these environments and and to save these um you know valuable resources and species thank you thank you very much and of course thanks also to my producer, Fabrizio Lecce, and to you, followers of this A Window on Science podcast. As I mentioned, we'll be taking a break until mid-January, but please feel free to visit our website at www.lifewatch.eu and recommend our podcast to your friends and colleagues. Spread the word about LifeWatch Eric and our e-science facilities dedicated to biodiversity and ecosystem research. I look forward to continuing our encounters in 2023. Happy holidays and a happy new year. All the best. Thank you again.